What madness is it to be expecting evil before it comes? Hello and welcome to episode 458 of the Under the Cult of MS podcast. And this is a Mad Manipod episode. That was a quote by Lucius Inuus Seneca. And today is Monday, so we get to read the Mad Manipod. Mad Manipod. The Mad All Red Madman Library, Volume 1. The Mad Maniverse Library from Michael, Laura, and Han Allred. I have my protective pad laid out. It's time to grab the big old book. I should be getting volume two here pretty soon, or volume three here, seeing that pretty soon. So we have volume two sitting on the shelf there. That one's not getting opened until we're done with this one. It can stay protected in its box. But put your book on whatever pedestal or table or whatever you want or hold it in your hands if you're one of those crazy people that like to hold on to these big heavy omnibuses. But I need to get myself a nice angled shelf. I think I, I think this fall maybe when I get my uh, saws out, I'll sit there and make myself a little nice little rack angled rack reading rack for this book for the future readings so i don't have to lay it down flat in front of me i can have it at a nice angle away from me at a good eye distance i don't have to wear no damn glasses which i don't wear anyways when i do this which is half the time i hesitate some of the things i'm reading so i should probably wear glasses when i'm Reading this, but with the ang- distance and angle that it's at, it's easier without glasses. Glasses work better when I'm close up to stuff, the reading glasses. All right. Let's see. What page are we even on? Looks like 492 to 493. There's a, on 392, there's an awesome ton of madman characters with a it's an interesting little fighting pow poop boof bam type batman style noises written in there quite a few different characters good and bad but yeah some a lot of characters we have not come across yet. <laughs> I'm gonna say a scary looking Annie character for a second there, but I guess the uh, her head's on the other side of the body, and then the that looks like Biofard's head off her neck. <laughs> but the story that we are up to is the puke. Starts out with a page that disgusting page that looks like. Poor madman is stuck in a vat of puke or a lake of puke. <laughs> He's trying to hold his breath, not get any of that in his mouth. 
We'll just have to see. Yeah, telemarketers calling, of course. As soon as we start up, they got to start hitting us. But I'm waiting for a call because we got some bad news this weekend, friend. So I'm kind of waiting for some people to get back to me. That's why I have to check the phone. But other than that, I got it stuffed in a drawer so you don't hear it ringing like usual. All right. The puke. Let's start it up. I can't breathe. I don't dare. I know I'm dreaming, but this could be one of my future dreams. If this is the future and I give up my lungs to the dream, well... I think you get the idea. Fight now, win later. Let me see Madman fighting his way out of the piles of puke. When you can, when you can control your dreams, real life seems to run more smoothly. Smooth is good. All right, now we get back to reality. Madman's sitting, getting something pulled out of, someone's pulling on some type of antenna sticking out of his forehead. Yow! Hey, buddy, what is this? What are you doing? What are you? Hey, cut it out, Lego. What is this thing coming out of your head? A person may appear, a fool, yet not be one. He may only be guarding his wisdom carefully. I said Lego. So that's what I get for watching out for you? May I assume you're no fool? Answer me. What is that thing in your head? Dr. Flem calls it my third eye. He thinks that when it comes out, I can tap into the portion of my brain that most humans never use. You know, you only use a small fraction of your brain power. Speak for yourself. How do you get it to come out? What happens? What can you do with it? I don't know how to make it come out. It just does. He just told you. It comes out when he's in a deep trance or whatever, when he's deep thought, stuff like that. Duh. <laughs> the future. Other people's thoughts. Sometimes I think I can see pieces of my previous life. Boy, it hurts bad when that happens. Your previous life. Do you believe in reincarnation? I don't know. It's not that kind of previous life. You see, I was dead. As in corpse. I was a John Doe. No one knows who or what I was before. Dr. Biofard, before his brain started blowing up, reanimated me. He gave me life using a process that he and his partner 
Dr. Flem developed together. Is that Dr. Gillespie Flem? Yeah, you know him. Sure, he's a member of Tri-I. I see. So we're learning some more things about some characters. Hopefully you can't hear the phone ringing in the background, but yeah. They're still trying to get a hold of us, trying every number they can through the telemarketers. All right, Madman's heading, walking around the hospital room and helping. I can't remember his name, Ming, or what his name was, but, uh, the Asian, Asian, <laughs> come on, don't do this to me. I knew I was starting this too early. The Asian private eye type character. I don't know exactly what his whole role is or who he works with yet completely. So we're still trying to find out, but they're still in the hospital room talking and madman's working his way out of the hospital room to find out some other information. Let's see where this goes. I'm going to check on someone here at the hospital. Okay, will you do me a favor and turn on the TV first? Sorry, I guess I fell asleep on the remote control. Tell me, that was quite a nightmare you were having. You were screaming up a storm. Is it something you want to talk about? I hope not. It hasn't played out. At least, not yet. Sorry, I yanked on your antenna. <laughs> Poor man, man's in a deep dream and he's his main character. I wish I knew, I should have wrote his name down. I got to write all these main characters' names down. It would be a lot easier. I got some nice mount that sticks to the wall, uh, erasable marker sheets that I'm going to put up on my wall so I can write down any notes I need so I have them available. Then it's easier for me while I'm reading. I can just look up and see stuff. But it, man, man goes running out of the room to see who else he can come across. Doctor, excuse me. Doctor. Do you remember me? Oh, dear. Yeah, I think I should. That guy I brought in, how's he doing? Actually, he's much worse. But at least we know he is who he is now. His name is Terrence Lender. He was moving all his household goods to a new job where his family was waiting for him. We've contacted them, told them they might as well stay where they are for now. Since he's in quarantine. What is that? Yeah! That's him. He keep, we keep medicating him. But I'm afraid it doesn't do much good for his pain. 
shouldn't you do something? Anything? Believe me, if I could, I would. No one has any idea of what to do for his case. It's out of our hands. Well, I want to see him. You should know it's not a pretty sight. I don't care. Yay! As he burst into the room without any protection, there's seven characters with protection on, one that's in a purple outfit, sticking a needle into this green mossy character that, I don't know, is this Biofard? Is this someone else? I don't know. I don't remember which. I don't think there was another character. I think it was just Biofard he was bringing in. But we'll have to see what happens. Hey, you can't come in here. Get out. <laughs> Madman's hacking away. Every smart guy thinks he knows the right way to do things. That's why we have a little thing called policy. I usually have to go through this with the old men on the staff. I only wanted, then you're satisfied. Maybe you do have some valuable suggestions. After all, you are one of that one. You are the one who found him. What would you do for a man who was turning into a large breathing pile of vomit? Okay, there's where the vomit comes from. I thought he looked more like a mossy. Mossy Moss Man style character, but I guess he's a vomit character. <laughs> the Bominator. <laughs> I'm useless. Whew. Almost lost my lunch there. Don't know what's worse. Dry heaves or an all-out splorch. Is there a phone I could use? There's a payphone around the corner. Oh, gee, thanks. Do you think I could borrow? Never mind. I'll call collect. Joel must be worried sick by now. As he runs over to the payphones, these are phones that are mounted to a wall with the cord connected to the receiver and the buttons are on a square rectangular style device mounted to the wall that you put quarters in so you can call people and if you call someone long distance and long distance back in the day was 15 miles to a half hour from your home <laughs> if you called them you had to constantly keep putting quarters into this square box as you're talking you talk for a minute minute and a half and it would some stupid Message person would come on and say, in 30 seconds, you must deposit another $1.50 or you will be disconnected. <laughs> and us kids would use it and call people collect and quickly say, tell our parents or whoever answered, we'd quickly rattle off, I'm at so-and-so's, come get me, I, I gotta go. <laughs> it's like, because we didn't have money to pay to use the payphone, 
So you could get a couple seconds off if you called someone and they picked up and you were going to do a collect call, but then you didn't do the collect part. And so you didn't, they didn't get charged. And there are ways you could trick the phone and at least get a short message out to someone that was farther away. But yeah, it was a pain in the ass and expensive before cell phones came out. Cell phones are expensive. And when they first started out, yeah, a lot of people got hit with the overseas fares, the out-of-country fares, the out-of-state fares, all kinds of costs uh, formed up on your phones when they first started to sell phones. But nowadays, you got unlimited calling, text, all that stuff, which is nice. But for the longest time, things were not cheap if you used them. Let's get back to this. Madman's going to the payphone to make a call. And here we go. Good. Flem's phone number hasn't rubbed off. He has it written on his hand. He rolls his glove up and sees the number. It looks like 65288. A 1 or a 7. And then maybe a 3 or a 5. Looks like almost. But it's not a 555 number, so hey, this number might be something. But I don't know what the area code would be. Alright, so he punches in the number. Yes, I'd like to make a collect call. Frank. Hello, Flem's residence. Bonnie speaking. Collect call from... Frank Einstein, will you, er, <laughs> sorry about that, that was the machine that's saying that. Collect call from Frank Einstein, will you accept the charges? And usually when it said the person's name, it was actually our voice saying the name, so it would have been like, collect call from Frank Einstein, will you accept the charges? Frank? Yeah, sure. Hello, Frank. Hi, Bonnie. Just a second. I'll get Gillespie. No, wait. I wanted to talk to Joel. Is she there? Hello, Bonnie? Frank. Hi, Dr. Flem. I just called to let you know everything's okay now. Dr. F- Dr. Biofard is under the care of Tri-Eye now. Tri-Eye? Oh, yes. Well, I do a little work for them. It's nothing to concern you. Tell me, where are you now? I'm back at Snap City General. While I got you on the phone, can you tell me where the nearest Moto Rooter rocket car tunnel is? There's a hidden entrance in the northeast corner of the boiler room in the basement. They got an awesome setup with this uh, Moto Rooter rocket car tunnel system. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's awesome. You'll go through an anter room. I don't know what that is. I use for storage to get to a tunnel. 
I can release the entrance by remote in exactly five minutes for only five minutes beginning now. Wait, wait, is Joe still there? I wanted to talk to her. Yes, she's here somewhere. I'll get her, but make it quick. I won't leave that passage insecure. Hurry. So he runs off to get Joe. I need to take a swig. Ah, tastes so good. Actually, it's kind of flat. I need some ice in the water. Warm water. Just eh, kind of stale. All right. You get up to the next page and see Madman waiting for Joe to come talk to him. And someone else grabs the phone first. Hey, buddy. It's Mark. So what's up? What's the skinny? What's been going on? Mott? Uh, hi. Say, is Joe there? Joe! Oh, I get it. Fine. That's just fine. No, wait, Mott. Hello? Hello? Frank? What did you say to Mott? I think you hurt his feelings, dick. <laughs> I put the dick in there. <laughs> I put the dick. No, I added the dick part. <laughs> Gosh, I didn't yell at him or anything. You know, I'd never mean to hurt his feelings. Tell him I'm sorry. I don't have much time, and I've been trying to get you on the phone. Don't worry, I'll straighten it out with him. So how are you? Is everything okay? I'm fine. So much has happened, and all I can ever think about is seeing you again. I miss you so much. I miss you too. I've been worried sick. In my heart, I know you'll be safe, but I still can't help but get scared I might lose you. So much craziness in our lives. No lie. Boy, you wouldn't believe what's happening to that guy we found in the moving van. He's surrounded by doctors and they can't seem to help him. He has a family too. That's terrible. You know you have a family, don't you, Frank? We've almost got Astro Man fixed. Mott's found more robots in the tunnels. They're all so different. Different souls. Just come back soon. I want you with me now, Frank. Yay! Hit the alarm! We've lost containment! We need help, stat! Hello, Frank? Hello? What's happening? 
as Frank drops the phone to go running to see what's going on. There's puke ooze all over the people that were in containment. There's ooze coming out the door. <clears throat> I'm trying to think, should we keep going here? Let's see, how much do we got? That looks like... Yeah, we can do one more, two more pages here. All right. Fiao, yow, 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 yow. His straps burned away. Burned away from some kind of acid he's emitting. He absorbed Dr. Cooper, the doctor that was in the purple and pink outfit, is getting absorbed alive by this puke creature he's bigger what should we do Nyar. help help me it burns doctor what should we do run terrence that's your name right Yo, 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 yo. You don't know what you're doing. You may have you may have killed someone. If you don't let those guys go, you'll kill them too. Yo, 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 yo. Uh, actually that ow yo yo yo. I think that's an alarm going off. Now that I think about it. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Uh, at least if you got your own book, you're reading this too, so you can see what the heck I'm trying to <laughs> represent with my speech here. Uh, I'm burning. Come on, man. Let them go. You're killing them. Burning, burning. I said, let them go as he's pulling on one of the scientists. Pulling him by the arm. Oh, oh, yo, yo, yo is in the background going constant. Oh, snap, ploop, as Frank's holding on to the guy's arm, trying to help him out of the puke monster, and his arm falls off. Nyai. Ooh, you, you, you. Ah, cripes. <laughs> Just all kinds of chaos happening. Look what you're doing, Terrence. Are you in there? Can't you control yourself? Stop. Hey, don't you remember me? I found you. I tried to help you. Everyone just wants to help you. Hold it. Yeah, pain, hunger, thwish, as the puke monster standing now and trying to grab Frank. Ooh, you, 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 hungry. I'm out of here. Here's the plan, puke face. I'm leaving your stain. As he blocks the quarantine doors, gets them shut. 
This isn't my job. I just need to keep him in there till help gets here. Ooh, you, you, you. At the same time, I don't know if Dr. Flem opened up that secret passage so someone else could possibly be sneaking in there. You're in time out, pal. As he's got tons of furniture and stuff blocking the door. Ugh. So cool out. Ooh, you, you, you. So what do you think, Frank? I think that should keep him in there for a while. Frank, that's good enough for me, Frank. Why is he talking to himself in third person or whatever? Um, as he goes walking off towards the elevator, which looks like it has some of the quarantine scientists in it. What a way to go. Not that any way is a good way. I just wouldn't want to go that way. And that's where we're going to end it. So we will come start up at page 506 next Monday, hopefully. And find out what's going on with the puke monster, the science Asian, Asian specialist, the scientist, and everybody else, and Joe, and with the tunnel to get to the rocket and everything like that. So good to yourself. Stay Genshi. Check out Crimson Color Comic Club under the color, under the color of MS. And we'll get back to you sometime soon with other things. And check out our YouTube channel under the color of MS. We got lots of fun stuff. So talk to you again soon.